the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 240 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Monday, June 13th, 2022. Wow, that's starting off really rough already, James. And that's not even my fault. I know. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush, who's already made himself uh, heard on this podcast. James, how's it going this week? Uh, Eric, that sound was just like when uh, somebody speeds past you like ridiculously fast on the highway. Yeah. And then immediately get stuck behind somebody <laughs> and you pass them back. That's how I react right there. Yeah. Bleep yeah as I, <laughs> as I go by. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. I didn't, hadn't heard that audio. That was good. I know. It's an exclusive. Well, not quite. but it, Well, yeah. Yeah. Exclusive to us. Right. Right. Whatever we want to do. Yeah. That's how we do it. As my dog scratches the door trying to break into my room. I knew he was going to do it. As soon as I start talking, here he goes. Uh, James, Daniel Suarez is a NASCAR Cup Series winner. How do you like that? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? I kept uh, kept watching thinking, man, I don't know what this is going to or what's going to happen here because it was, uh, I don't know. The the race was, (laughs) when he took the lead, it felt like the caution was finally going to start coming because, uh, you know, he's one of those snake bit guys, but it it didn't, it didn't happen for him. He finally got it done. It was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see him get it done. Uh, now, what do we got? Tyler Reddick still waiting in the wings as somebody who just can't seem to catch a break. Yeah, he's on the he's on that list. Um, there's a handful of others, but he's he's. <laughs> I got some things to say. I think about that when we get when we get to um, another part of the podcast. But yeah, there's there's a couple of guys. Harvick, um, you know, had a really good run going. He seems to not be able to get the job done and is upset with his crew and. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you know, a couple of the Hendrick guys. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a few. But, yeah, this was a long time coming. Um, I think I saw, Eric, this is the seventh longest streak before winning your first race. Yes, I did um, see that. In NASCAR history. So that's, pre- that's pretty cool. He was, um, he's was he been, been hanging around for a while, man, and finally got a home. I, th- I feel like we felt this was coming at some point, though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't, it, again, it's not one of those – it's not a surprise. Yeah. Um, Actually, with the way that Trackhouse has run this season, the way that Suarez even ran last year, I would mm-hmm. say it's the only surprise is that it took this long. Yeah. Um, I will argue that you know you and I and in, in all our brilliance um, predicted mm-hmm. that the first winner this year would be first new winner would be Tyler Reddick. Yep, yep I looked at it today. And yep. what there's been four now since uh, since yes. we made that prediction, and none of them yep, have been that's, Tyler Reddick. That's Reddick. true. Yep, that's true. That's true. And I yeah. thought College Racing was going to be the team to watch, and uh, yeah. That didn't uh, pan out for me because I completely disregarded Trackhouse, just like Jeff Gluck. So yeah, right. I wasn't as loud wrong as Jeff though. Yeah, there. Jeff was, you, Jeff was you loud. Can't wrong. get much loud, much louder than Jeff was. <laughs> um, but uh, but so looking at this race, you know, the last what twenty laps or so, you've got Daniel Suarez, you got Chris Busch, you got Michael McDowell, you got Kevin Harvick, four guys that no matter which of the four guys wins, mm-hmm. it shakes up the playoffs. Yes, they do. And yep. just, you know, I, I think really surprising that this occurred. Obviously, we had trouble with both Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, who really were the, I guess, the cars oh to beat in this thing, and they managed mm-hmm. to beat themselves. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, no matter what happened, even if Suarez had trouble, even if we had a late race restart, it was looking pretty good that we are going to have somebody yep. that was going to make things interesting uh, going toward the end of the, end of the regular season. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and I I don't think we're done quite yet. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. Because the, yeah, those guys uh, right at the bubble there, they are you know, all guys who can win races. Yeah, I mean, right. Well, we got road um, courses coming, so Michael McDowell, you got to count him in. Plus, we've got the yep. Super Speedway yet, uh, two if you want to count Atlanta. Um, yep. Chris Busher has been threatening. I mean, he he hasn't. Yeah. Hasn't and he missed a race to COVID? Right. So he pretty much got. Yeah, he's got to win. Right. I mean, all these guys got to win now, basically at this point. And I mean, I counting Harvick out is like counting Denny Hamlin out. You just at any point he you can't, can just get you that can't win. Quite. Yeah, you can't quite right. Yeah. But the 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 thing that's really screwed everything up is we've got four guys below sixteen right now with with Suarez's win um, that have bumped four guys who actually are having pretty good seasons right out of the way. Yeah. Um, including Eric Jones and Austin Dillon right there too. So, uh, yeah, it's just been a, uh, it's been a wild little shakeup, um, this season. And, and, uh, Denny Hamlin was laughing about a possible 17 winners. I, <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're threatening. This is as close as we've ever been. So it's, we'll see. It's not going to happen, but it could, it could, yes. it could, yeah. it could. There's definitely, I'm holding out hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely plenty of guys there that could still get a win and, and, yep. and make it interesting. I mean, it's just goes to show you what well, we, again, we've had, we've had the, the cream has started to rise to the top, but you still got guys. I mean, I, I wouldn't argue that Daniel Suarez again is an unlikely winner as that team has, perf- mm-hmm. I mean, the team as a whole is at track house has performed this year and obviously made themselves a threat. Um, but he wasn't in the conversation yet and now he is. So, um, how much, I know we do this every time we get a new winner, but I mean, does this, I guess, does this help make the case for track house in general as a championship con- contender? I think James, I, I already kind of consider Ross Chastain one. I know that we've gone back and forth on this podcast about it. Yeah. I think Chastain's a legitimate contender for the title. Um, and I think this win for track house just solidifies that the team is ready to make a run too. Don't you think? Yeah, I don't. I still don't think this team is title ready, but they have, uh, they have, they have speed, yeah. <laughs> which is hard to find. So anytime you've got speed, um, especially with Ross, Ross is showing up every week with speed. But so, the thing is, is so is Suarez. He just, they've just been, had something go wrong every time. Yeah. Like Coda, you know, Coda could have been Suarez's race. He right. Could, he could be the one with two wins if it, if it flips around a little bit. Yeah. Um, not to mention yeah, it's, I, it's harder to get the first win than it is to get the second. So. Sure. You know, now that sure. you now that you got the monkey off your back, maybe, yeah, maybe it comes easier. Yeah. I mean, Trackhouse is definitely a dynamic team. They, um, gosh, they just they seem to have the right guys in the right positions, and and this might unlock something even more for them um, going down the road. But you've got to feel good as a two car team. You've got both your guys in. It doesn't get much, you know, much better than that for right. the rest of the season. You know that that's I think where the strength will be. Now they've got they've got buffer with both of their cars to really, you know, either try to stretch out a playoff lead like Ross Chastain's trying to do here, uh, or, you know, work on a few things with this new car. You know, they have, they have a little bit more room to experiment where some, some teams are still chasing. You think like Stuart Haas racing is, is still chasing. Um, they've only got one guy in the, or no, sorry, two guys in the playoffs right now. Eric Amaro is in on points. Um, but, they've got two guys in and, and Joe Gibbs seems to be coming and going, but they've got their guys in, but this, this really gives track house a nice little, a nice little advantage um, for the next few weeks as we go through this off weekend and, and head into the next um, 10 races before the, before the playoffs. Yeah. Um, what do we think of Sonoma as a whole? Uh, what do we think of the race this weekend? What, what were your thoughts? 
Well, I think the new car, which is it's funny to me, um, it's almost like everything that was good before is bad, and everything that was bad before is good yeah. with the new car. Uh, I, and I, and I don't want to say this was a bad race by any means. I think this was a fine Sonoma race. Yeah. It's just that this car, <laughs> I put the car, I, I put this in the notes, but the stability of this car, um, I mean, it races like a road course car. So we've got, you know, drivers that are really don't have their hands full like they used to. So I think, uh, I don't know. I think it stretches the field out a little bit and there was some good opportunities for good racing, but we just didn't have. You know, we just didn't have the uh, the wild card stuff happening like we normally would at Sonoma, which which is a bummer because I, it is one of the better tracks on the sport. So what, was, you, what did you think? I was thinking about this today, and as I thought about it, it really I, – I think we're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> because, James, what have we been saying all along? We need to make the cars harder to drive. When we make the cars easier to drive, mm-hmm. the racing sucks. We, right. we put a bunch of downforce in the car in the in the um whatever the the Gen Seven car, yeah, and it sucked. We wanted we needed to loosen them up. We need to get rid of the downforce. So what did we do with this car? We made it easier to drive on road courses and short tracks, <laughs> right, and harder to drive on mile and a half. Huh? Yeah. What races yeah. are good and what races are bad? It, I know. It's That's... like like it. it it took us this long. How many races to figure this out? Like, yeah, what's old is new, and yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer because these cars they they corner so well, right? Now. Well, that, and that's what I was thinking about. I was listening to, to to Jeff Gluck's podcast, and they're talking about how well the cars were driving, and yeah, they drive great, and and they are made for a road course, but that's the problem. Is yep. that they weren't made for a road course before, and that made them difficult, yep. and that's why, that's why you know Cup Series drivers could hang with road course ringers and things like that, and yep. now we just now they're they're fun to drive, which makes the racing suck from the fans' perspective. Yeah, yeah, and they they they're just they're flat out fast yeah. through the corner, which explains Martinsville. I think we're starting to see the. I think we're we're starting to be able to answer the questions that we weren't sure about before. Yep. Um, because these cars can really hustle. And when the leader and the guy in front of you has just as good of pace as you, or, you know, is maybe even slightly slower, it's still hard to get to them and make a move. Right. And, you know, even if you try to use your bumper, these cars are going too fast. They, they yeah. are fast through the corners. Even turn 11 was fast. Yeah. They're going fast you know, and they've got grip and they, they yep. you can't bump somebody out of the way. Whereas right. on the mile and a half, they don't have any grip and they're out of control and they make, it makes the racing fun. Exactly, because they're they're pushed right to the ragged edge, whereas we don't have, you know, for one, the, the balance of these cars is great. The tires, you know, are, are you know, optimal for what we're doing now. Um, and we don't have as much horsepower either. Uh, with, with, and with the uh, with that with the gearbox being the way it is and no transmission in these cars, too, um, you know, there's a lot of shifting is easier. <laughs> there's a lot of different variables that you can go through. Um, and start checking the boxes. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yep, that makes well, sense too. And this reminded me of when we when they reconfigured Bristol. You know, the in theory, hey, we can race side by side here. That makes the racing better. But in mm-hmm. reality, it doesn't work that way. And how many times did we see yesterday? Did we see cars side by side in the S's? We've never yes. seen that before. Yep. And that's awesome, but it didn't lend yep. itself to a better race. Right, exactly. I mean, exactly. sure, if you were sitting in the S's, I guess it probably was more exciting. 
Right, and what makes road course racing good in NASCAR is the road course or is the uh, short track aspect of yeah. it. And and I think this year in NASCAR we've lost short track racing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's a very, um, it's just gone. <laughs> you know, we don't have we don't have any resemblance of of any short tracks right now with what we've had so far. So yeah, uh, that will be I think NASCAR's biggest um, hurdle, I guess, going into to next year because I don't think we're going to fix it this year i know i know we're trying to do things but um i think we're stuck with what we've got here for a little while i mean maybe maybe it's not a problem james maybe you know we we started closing down mile and a half tracks and we're trying to race on tracks that maybe aren't as fit for you Mm -hmm. know cup series racing maybe we just need to go back to the old model and just race where the car works and maybe maybe run a few fewer road courses and, and not worry about adding short tracks now and just and go street, back to the street courses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Street courses that, that yeah. worries me even more now watching yeah. these last couple of road course races and what's going to happen when you put them on a street. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, open Chicago land back up, open Kentucky back up, get a cup race at Iowa, you know, yep. let's run some races at these tracks that are already built. And well, uh, I think, you know, I have, I am still optimistic that Bristol will be good because of how fast. We yeah. Are go through the corners there like yeah i'm, I'm not i haven't given up hope on on certain things but we really gotta take a look at like martinsville and you know a few other places but yep. yeah absolutely i agree i mean we've got or, or try what but, kyle bush says and just rip all the freaking underbody stuff off and race them and see if that helps yeah you exactly know? you know if it's not mandatory to have them on there for those races like, let's give it a try yeah let's take it off and see if the cars handle like we want them to handle and hey the teams will be yep. happy because they're not spending money on those parts for those particular races. So yeah, exactly. Um, Eric, I, Eric, I this... think too, you know, and then they mentioned this in, in Gluck's podcast today too, or this week too. Um, these road courses just have not been the same since we added stage racing. And I'm a, ah, uh, yeah, I was just going to talk about that. Yeah, that was kind of where I was going. I'm yeah. Big that's proponent been your... of, yeah. Big proponent of stage racing. It just does not work well on a road course because road courses are so much about strategy. And now your strategy is, you're either going to win the stages or you're going to go to win the race. There is, give you up can't the do points. both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And Kyle Larson did both last year here and tried it again here this week. And, uh, well, it might have worked if he didn't lose the tire. But oh. um, and, and Fox did a bad job there because I saw it when – I don't know if you noticed this too, Eric, but when he was leaving pit road, you could tell something was wrong with the car. Yeah. And, I mean, not five seconds later – they had to cut to his tire flying off. I'm like, Oh, that's Kyle. I knew exactly what happened. There was also the the overhead shot where you got to see Cole Custer start to spin. And then they cut away from it and never mentioned his spin in turn 11, Um, which is the only spot of the track, by the way, that the uh, broadcasters can actually see from the booth at Sonoma. So they should have had a plain view of all the smoke. Yeah. But you got to love that. We're going to NBC. Yeah. The foreseeable future yeah i'm not i'm not gonna complain until we get there and i have something to bitch about there too i'm sure so yeah we'll see yeah <laughs> <sighs> but uh yeah i was i was gonna talk to you about that though eric that was seriously a thought that i had too because you were early on the stage racing thing i was yeah. a little more open to seeing what stages could do but i'm i'm fully on your side now with either just run the green flag laps as they are and, and just call the stages when they are and let the, let the cars keep running or get rid of them Yeah, in, at the road courses. Yeah, I, I think know. road courses and maybe even super speedways need to be looked at. I think we've we've made the super speedways work, I think, though. But we just lose yeah. so much strategy on the road courses. And, James, you know, I mean, shoot, we run four stages at 
at Charlotte for the 600, maybe we just don't run stages for the road courses and yeah. and don't award points in the middle of the race. Maybe we don't need that in a road course race. Um, I don't know about you. I watched the I, I watched the Road America race, the IndyCar race this weekend, mm-hmm. and it was terrific because of the strategy. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have a bunch of cautions. They did have some at the end, though, which made it interesting at the yeah. very end of the race. But, um, yeah, I mean, another I, another idea I had too was bunch the stages up early. Yeah. And let the let that third stage be really long. Yeah. That's another idea. I, you know, awarding points for really short sprints maybe not be the best thing, but anytime um, you don't have to pit during a stage, you right. remove all the strategy from it. Right. You right. Know. So I was thinking like run two 15 lap stages here at Sonoma and then let them let them figure it out how to run to the finish. Make that last stage long. Right. Would be and an see, idea. See, I think the shorter stages work in the Xfinity and the truck series because, you know, you don't mm-hmm. really expect to have a lot of green flag pit stops in those series. That's kind of where everybody's learning and whatnot. Yes. But yeah. green flag pit stops is part of the cup series. And yep. I mean, we haven't had much of that this year anyway, with all the accidents and cautions that we've had. Yep. Um, but it's certainly something that we, we want on a road course and we just aren't getting it. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think we need to throw everything out and completely start over, but I think all those things contributed this weekend to a, it was a, I'll say it's a subpar race. It wasn't a terrible race. Um, it's nothing to cry about. It wasn't Richmond. It wasn't, you know, yeah. it wasn't Texas. Um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a barn burner either. But then again, I mean, Sonoma really hasn't been for a few years and, um, yeah. It's been really a while since we've had a really spectacular all the way through race at Sonoma. So they should have left the bump in the shoot. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, there. I felt like we lost a lot with that. Um, yeah, yeah we cars probably, not banging off the banging off that curb going into the shoot was pretty uh, disappointing. We I probably would have broken. Lar- Larson about, made it interesting. Yeah, <laughs> a couple times. Probably yeah. would have broken about three quarters of the field if we would have had that oh my God. bump in there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, so Kyle Larson's, uh, crew chief and a couple of his crew members are going to get a four week vacation. Um, yeah, I mean, James, it's it's so severe, Well, but it's, it it needs to be, but I'll tell you what, it's not working. So what do we got to do? I mean, like I I said, I just watched the IndyCar race and they change tires and they never lose a wheel. And I, I, part of it, I think is because, you know, in IndyCar pits, everybody's stationary. Yeah. So they don't have to chase the car. They don't have to run around the car. Everybody's there. And I don't want to change the way we do a NASCAR pit stop anymore than we already have. Yeah. Um, but man, it, this, it's just, something's going to happen. A tire is going to come off wrong. And well, even, um, even chase Elliott, like that was a yeah. really severe penalty for pitting outside the box after he had to come back and, and dang it, just back up another three feet and you're fine. Right. Um, but yeah, because he lost the stage just, points and he lost the. Or had to yeah, go I just I thought, man, well, he, you know, they 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 avoid the four week suspension, but that was such a severe penalty for them to have to even come back down. I yeah. was just I was like, man, these these crews got to get these tires on. I yeah, I don't know. Um, gosh, it's gonna it's gonna happen. You know what's gonna end up happening is a contender is gonna have it happen like the week before the championship race or something yeah. silly. And uh, yeah, I, it's. Whew, I don't know. I wish we could take it on a case by case basis, but you really can't do that. No, you know? it's really it's a ball or a strike call, right? That's what yeah. We want. There's enough. Uh, there's enough of those. You know, there's too much interpretation in the yeah. rules as it is. Exactly. So, yeah, I. I mean, it's uh, it's a bummer for that for those guys, but you know, it, uh, you know, Cliff's gonna be Cliff's gonna be working. Well, that's the thing <laughs> he's is he's just not gonna be in the box. The, the only thing is, they're just he's just not gonna be sitting in the pit box. He's gonna be yeah. they'll, he'll be at the track in the parking lot with a radio. 
I mean, yeah. the whole suspension thing is such a joke anyway. Or the command center at Hendrick, whatever they right. got going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, we mentioned uh, cars being more stable. Uh, maybe not so so for uh, AJ Allmendinger with no power steering throughout the race. Oh God! Shout yeah. out to him for a 19th place finish and better no, than he almost, that. He he saved my fantasy day and and, and killed me at the end because I had him on my. T- <laughs> I I put him in late. Um, and, and then he spun there with two laps to go. This, yeah. I'm like, dude, you get all the way through these road course races and you spin in the last lap. What is going on, man? Yeah. He was, he was doing so well for fighting that. I mean, yeah, that's a horrible thing to happen at, at Sonoma of all places too, but he looked good. He was up in line for a top 10 finish there yep. until, uh, until it wasn't. But. And then snake bit Bubba Wallace blows the motor. Dude, that um, was uh, I had not seen fluid pouring out of the tailpipes quite like that before. That was a kaboom. Yeah, I um, man, I feel I you, you, you get especially when it's not the driver or the really the team's fault when something like that happens. Yeah. It's just a snake. It's a snake bit kaboom. Yeah. Um, you know, first, Redick, he first thing I think too. when that happens though is that sequential shifter and like, did he screw up a shift somewhere? Yeah, but it didn't maybe. look like he did where he was at. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think Tony said on the broadcast, you know, maybe that's something that happens in practice too. You, yeah. you miss a shift. You don't even realize it and it's already damaged. So, yeah. Speaking of Tony, great. Tony did a great job filling in for Clint Boyer this weekend. Oh God. Yeah. He was good. Um, he was really good on Sunday. Well, I guess, and, I guess technically uh, it was, uh, was it Tony? Tony was scheduled to be there, right? He was going to be in the booth. Yeah. So Larry Mack yeah. really filled in for Clint Boyer, but they, they did a good yeah. job. The three of them. Yeah. So. That was a really good. Um, I, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I, uh, I laughed when he was frustrated with Ross Chastain. Yeah. <laughs> I said, there's our synergy. There's me and smoke right there because yep. I, but he he made a good point and, and eric i haven't heard a broadcaster do that before where they were like you audibly frustrated uh-huh. when he just let out that big sigh with right. ross blocking and i'm just like man i haven't i that's what i feel like we do need more of yeah um you know from the booth we just never get that tony and that's so, and that's all and that's all sports he's honestly. so low-key in the booth but like he's not a low-key dude but in the booth, he's just like even when he's talking to to Denny, to start you know during the during the pace laps, he's just yep. so quiet and it's like that Tony, that's not you, man. I want, I want the I want the guy that's calling for the figure eight at Talladega, you know, on in on the yeah. broadcast. I feel like he got uh, he definitely got more comfortable though when he oh, started yeah. doing that. He was definitely you know this is what his this would have been his fourth race of the season yeah. with Fox. So yeah, he. The comfort was a little bit higher for him. Yep, definitely. Um, and, and Clint not being there next to him, I wonder if that if that freed him up a little bit. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed hearing him uh, when Harvick's team had their problem too, because he was yeah he was he was very frustrated over that too. <laughs> I mean, he screamed at Ross about blocking and then just yep. running a fast, you know, how you <laughs> just run a faster lap. I'm like, yes, yep. this is all I've. <laughs> um, you were mentioning you know Tyler Reddick too. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, and, and I was gonna say, you know, shout out really quick to Clint Boyer. Hopefully everything's okay. Yeah. That was a pers- personal matter there, um, but yeah, it sucks he had to miss his last race. But yeah, I was I was mentioning Reddick um, because that was another point of the race where Fox I feel like missed something because I had him in my fantasy lineup, so I was watching him and he was going really slow mm-hmm. uh, at the end of stage two, and I benched him really quick because I'm like something doesn't look right, and nothing was said until of course he wrecked at the beginning of stage three right which was you know the end of that but pretty much the end of his day and something was broke so anyway that's just another guy we mentioned him earlier but just snake bit you know tough yeah <laughs> just a tough tough run for tyler but um kyle bush 30th place finish 
uh, very uncharacteristic of him at a road course. Yeah, Hamlin Bush, those guys, especially after Kyle spun, um, Truex too. Yeah, Truex uh, they all pitted. They all pitted uh, late to hope. Yeah, I think they were hoping for a yeah, you know, late caution. They they were just kind of throwing their hands up at what they had. Um, man, that was a weird that was a weird day for for all those guys. Denny was really pretty much out out to lunch for the most part too at the, at that at that point in the race. Yeah, field really got flipped. Like I said, especially with the with the Hendrick issues um, on the pit stops. Yeah, and, uh, and you've got guys, you know, sacrificing stage points. Um, you know, like Joey Logano was just handed stage two, and, yeah. and basically they weren't going to win the race, took the 10 points. Um, you, you look at where he finished 17th, he had 39 points. Uh, that was good for, I think, I think he was top five points on the day, or top 10 at least, um, points on the day from, from all drivers. So, yeah, he was, yeah, he was fourth in the race in points total. So you think about that, you finished 17th, you had a really good, you had a really good day. Yeah. Think of it that way. Yep. Uh, so Daniel Suarez gets his first victory in 195 cup series starts, smashes the, uh, taco pinata, uh, <laughs> punched a hole right in that bad boy. Yep. Well, tried to run it over, but that didn't work out so well. That it didn't work out so low. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's his fifth top 10 finish in 2022. Uh, and it's his first top 10 finish in five races at Sonoma raceway. Uh, Austin Sendrick in fifth place was the highest finishing rookie on the day. Uh, let's see. Daniel Suarez joins Juan Pablo Montoya as the second driver to win his first career cup series race at Sonoma. Uh, mm-hmm. he becomes the first driver from Mexico to win in the NASCAR cup series. Uh, he becomes the fifth different driver all time, not from the United States to win a NASCAR cup series race. He joins Marcus Ambrose, Juan Pablo Montoya, Earl Ross, and Mario Andretti. Uh, of the 12 different race winners this season, four are first time NASCAR cup series winners. We mentioned that, uh, Austin Sindrick, uh, Chase Briscoe, Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez are those four and, uh, track house racing's third victory in the cup series and six different manufacturers have won in the NASCAR cup series at Sonoma raceway now led by Chevrolet with 13 victories, uh, Ford with eight Toyota with five Dodge with three Pontiac with two and Buick with one. Ah, the old Buick, yes. Yep. I believe that was uh, that was the 26 car, was it not? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. Eric, what a, what a journey for Ross, or for, uh, well, Ross Chastain too, but <laughs> right. um, Daniel Suarez, what a journey yeah. from, you know, being tapped maybe a year too early for the 19. Definitely a year too early for the 19. Uh, and then giving up, giving up on quickly when, you know, obviously Joe Gibbs played, uh, played a little bit of a game there and, and yeah. got Truex into the, into that seat. And then. Obviously, Stuart Haas Racing did kind of the same, and Eric he was go- he was at Gaunt Brothers Racing, right. and that looked like the end for yeah. Daniel Suarez. Yep, and somehow found his his himself on this track house team, and it's just an incredible story. Yeah, um, it's be awesome, very proud. and I think you know a very popular win. Uh, they mentioned during the Fox broadcast, there's probably nobody in the Cup Garage that doesn't like Daniel Suarez. Yeah. Um, I think fan wise, I think he's got a lot of fan support as well. Obviously, he's got Daniel's amigos at every race. Um, they were pumped, and the they stands, were too. man, that they were really cool cheering the last twenty laps or so. Every time he went by, it was pretty cool. So yeah, um, good for Daniel. Nice to see him in the race win list. Uh, and I think there's going to be some more coming, especially running for this Trackhouse team. And you know, I know that they uh, they were slighted a bit, you know, having Ross get those two wins before they did. Um, but Daniel's be able to get it done now. And like I said, I think there's yeah. a lot more to come. This team's going to, this team's going to be a, a standing point for a while, uh, here in the cup series, I think. 
Yeah, and I thought that was so cool um, that Justin Marks even acknowledged that because most yeah. most owners would say, "Yeah, they've been fine, right?" They right. wouldn't even wouldn't even mention it. But that was really uh, you know, and, and full blown honesty. I loved that from them, and you know, Dan Suarez. You know, they're the he's a big part of the reason that team is having success. Oh yeah, you know, they brought him in on a on a flyer, and and he showed speed early last year, and and definitely that that team had potential enough so that they were able to, you know, purchase Chip Ganassi Racing and uh, look at him go. I mean, that team is really strong, so really, yeah. really cool. Um, Eric, one more team I wanted to shout out. We didn't we didn't mention them yet, but we really should. Um, uh, Roush Fenway Kozlowski yeah. Racing. Uh, Chris Busher really gave a great. That was a great effort from Chris. And then when is the last time you saw Brad Keselowski running top five uh, at a road course? Because that just never happens. He ended up 10th, but uh, that was a strong day for RFK. I, I did not expect to see those guys anywhere near the top 10 uh, at all. You know, just purely based on Brad's never been good at a road course, and that team just never has the speed. And, and holy smokes, Chris Buescher could have won this race if things go a little differently for him. He was in position. Well, to be fair, Brad is decent at Watkins Glen. Um, but sure. certainly not yes. here. Uh, yes. But yeah, that's no, that's, that's I, especially with just, I mean, again, Busher, I think has been um, on the upswing in the last couple of weeks, other than obviously the COVID week. Um, but, you know, I'm, he was on a, on a lid at Charlotte, but still has run well. <laughs> And yeah. Brad's starting to show signs that maybe they're starting to figure some stuff out too. I mean, they're they're certainly not contenders every it's week. It's a long but, road, yeah, definitely yeah. a long road. I think that, I that think team... we underestimate, you know, just because this is new car, there was a lot not going right at Roush Fenway. Yeah, um, it's a it's a that's a rebuild. You know, when you're yeah. when your favorite when your favorite sports team rebuilds, yep. um, that that Roush team has bottomed out and the first step to building back up is getting a Brad Keselowski in. So they're only they are only on the come up at this point because they were, they were rock bottom there for for quite a while. So, yep. But very cool to see that, and I, you know, I was kind of pulling for Chris to make a run, you know, just I know to, I was for, for I was our, so for our sake. I was so messed up at the end because like I want Suarez to win, but I'm always cheering for the guy in second, and yeah. Chris Busher to get the win would have been great. And it's like, man. Yeah. Well, how cool is that too? That those guys. It's been a long time, and but people forget. Those guys won, but between the two of them, they they won back to back Xfinity Series yeah. titles in 2015 and 2016. Uh, people forget how good they were right. in the Xfinity Series. You know, those were some really good years those two guys were having. So, um, pretty cool to see them duking it out so long. You know, dang, it's been 2015, 2016. You're talking seven years plus since they've uh, since they've had had their moments. So that was really cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, right. Uh, the truck series made their return to Sonoma this weekend. Uh, first time in quite a while. Um, Carson Hosevar injured goes out, wins the pole, <laughs> then <Yeah>. Rex <laughs> has to start in the back, uh, and then had to be uh, relieved by Suarez. I think, you know, this, this race was a sign of what was to come on Sunday because Suarez looked really good in a car. You yeah, know, I did. mean, not that that truck was a bad truck or anything, but to go out there and, and fill in and run as well as he did in this race. Came back from two laps down to do it. Too. Yeah, right. That was, I mean, that's, that was impressive in its own right. So pretty, uh, pretty stout run for them. And, and, you know, Kosovar, we finally figured out what was wrong with the dang guy. Right. Uh, broken tibia, right? Yeah. Um, 
so there's no there is no way he's racing this weekend. I, I can't imagine. But that team, kudos to that team because they found a way to basically keep their playoff hopes alive because they've only got a couple of races left before the playoffs begin. So if they can hold above that cut line, even if he misses one week, I mean, uh, they're, un, they're uninjured, uninjured, Carson Hosevar with a sixth place finish at Sonoma is a good day. Yep. You know, yeah, I mean, you take so, that every time. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it sucks for him that he had to get out of the car, but they managed to, you know, with Suarez in that car, they rallied to, yeah. to completely negate any, penalty they would have in this situation yes. so yeah i'm with you i i mean obviously yeah. he's going to start the race i would assume uh this weekend but yeah. somebody else will jump in there and uh, yeah i and yeah i don't know i it's that's going to be hard yeah especially on the dirt um yeah and who are you going to get because most of your cup guys they're all on vacation this week oh yeah they're not coming in um but you know you you look at it too he's got basically 87 points to the good right now if he can <clears throat> Man, he, he has time to heal up and make the playoffs. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, so, uh, that's that's definitely the goal for that team. Is to well, not only that, I mean, if all he's, again, all he's got to do if, is, is get a win. Um, yeah, you know, and, yep. and he's obviously threatened for it. So um, get back to some mile and a half and let him heal up for a couple of weeks. And you know, I mean, I guess it sucks that he has to do this in the middle of you know back to back to back weeks of truck series racing. And he yeah, couldn't and have usually done they it. have a long. Yeah, he exactly. couldn't have done it when they had a month yeah. off earlier in the season. But if you look at it too, they get to Mid Ohio. That's another race where he can be easily subbed. Knoxville, yep. Knoxville is going to be tough, and Nashville is going to be tough. But if they can get to Mid Ohio, where he can get subbed without losing too much ground, uh, they'll they'll be they might be able to to make something work. So. Yeah. But what is is that going to go down as I, I you don't remember very many pole runs in the history of NASCAR. <laughs> that might be that might be in the top 10 all time. Yeah. Greatest pole runs ever. <laughs> yeah. When you think about it. Yeah, definitely. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Kyle Busch gets himself a win. Uh, last start oh. of the season for the truck series. Um, he saved it, Eric. He saved yeah. it. He saved it. Yep. 10 the years streak. is the winning streak. Yep. Holy cow. Yeah. And, you know, you know. And, and Jamie Little asked him after the race, you know that that was eating at Kyle. He had to get that win. This this yep. is the type of stuff. Is, Kyle is all about the stats, man. Yes, he is. All yep. about the stats. Yep. He. This was his last chance, and by God, he, we talked about it last week, Eric. Yep. We, by God, he did it. He yep. pulled it off in the great-looking truck. That Yahoo truck was awesome looking, It was by a nice-looking truck. Um, but, yeah, that was – I mean, felt like it was 1999, but – Yep. And then no Yahoo was still – Still had the money to advertise on a Heck yeah, NASCAR man. car, but uh, yep. yeah, yeah, pretty cool. That was uh, it was that was a wild race, and KFB got it done. And dang, wow. yeah, Stuart Friesen had a hell of a wreck on the front stretch uh, right at the end. <laughs> yeah. A couple other trucks, and James, I wanted to ask, you know, we I don't understand how. I guess it's not really a question, but I don't understand how these road courses continue to get away with shoddy barriers. When so many other tracks have had to put safer barriers in, I mean, we've been lax the last couple of years as it is. I mean, we ran Gateway, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago and didn't have safer barriers on the straightaways there. We don't have safer barriers on the straightaways at Indianapolis. Um, you know, we're already pushing it a little bit, and then these road courses, man. I mean, I guess I'll give them credit. It's a Jersey barrier, so it moves. So there's some give to it. But man, we see just seeing trucks hit concrete like that, and then the angles that they were hitting. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I it bothers me that these road courses can get away with this stuff. 
Yeah, it's uh, especially in the truck series. It's yeah, it, 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 there's pain to be had, but also I guess the Cup series too, with the way these cars are too. Yeah, I mean, uh, you go to any of these, you know, I don't want to pick on Road America, but there's there's, I mean, just the places that the barrier, just the way the barriers are at these places. Yeah, just... I mean, Watkins Glen at at one time had a. <laughs> yeah, I mean, had some really weird ones. Yeah, and they finally put some safety barriers in out there, and they fixed yep. a lot of their issues at Watkins Glen. Um, I don't know. It, it's I guess it's really easy to say every time there's an accident, and we don't have cars hit there very often. Um, yep. But man, when they do, it's pretty obvious. It's a big hit. I mean, it ripped the whole yep. side off of uh, yeah, that was off a big freezing one. truck. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Yeah, that was a big one. So. Um, I don't know. I, I had another thought, but I don't. I don't know where I was going with it. So, well, I, I, oh, did you um, did you see the wreck in the in the Indy Lights at uh, Road America? Speaking of, I didn't. No, I didn't see that. Well, what so, happened there? So one of the Indy Lights hit a hit a curb, hit the corner of a curb, popped the front end up in the air. The air caught underneath it and it went head on into the fence and just. Oh, I did see this. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 I Again, did see just another one of those reminded. things that just like man, yep. road courses. I yeah. Yep. Nope, I did see that one. Now that you mentioned, it, I was like, "Wait a second. I thought I can't remember where I had seen that, but as soon as you started talking about, it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I did see that." Yeah, yeah, just like an air. When an Indy car gets in the air, it's a jet. Basically, is, all, yeah. is what it is. Yeah, it's and unfortunately, it wasn't going very fast, and it didn't like catch the fence and rip around like we've seen, you know, the actual Indy cars do versus the Indy lights. Um, right. But uh, so yeah, right. uh, sixty. With the where to go? Sixty second victory for Kyle Busch in the Truck Series. Uh, One hundred sixty five. NASCAR Camping World Truck Series races. That uh, is a 37.5% yep. win rate, by the way. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. I think this guy, you know, I think this guy's going to be pretty good, James. I think, yeah, he's, got, I mean, I think he's got a future. If you went to, if you go to 10 Kyle Busch uh, truck races, uh, four times he's going to win, basically. Right? So that's <laughs> um, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. He's uh, not as good in the Xfinity Series, only 28%, but, you know. This is this was his uh, series track debut at, Poc- at Pocono Sonoma Raceway. Um, of course, we haven't raced the truck series here in quite a while. Yep. Uh, Jack Wood, highest finishing rookie in sixteenth place. Uh, three manufacturers of one of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series at Sonoma Raceway. Ford has three wins. Toyota and Chevrolet each have one. Uh, and as mentioned, this is Kyle Busch's first NASCAR Camping World Truck Series win at Sonoma. Eric, do you want to feel old? <laughs> sure. I, got no, stat. I don't. I, got I don't need help. For but you. sure. No. No. Um. This completes Kyle Busch's twentieth season in the Camping World Truck Series. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Not full time seasons or anything like that, but twenty seasons he's competed. Obviously, right. He's never because there's a gap the there at the beginning, right? Because he ran a few yeah. races and then had to they kick him yeah, out. Yeah. So if you if you do that, then you could add. Uh, yeah, you could add a couple of years if you wanted to. Oh, you wanted geez. to do the math a little bit, but yeah, that would have been. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he started in two thousand one. Um, man, it's uh, it's crazy. That's yeah. just crazy. I can't <sighs> believe it. I can't believe he's been racing that long. Yeah, and still got a few good years left in him. Cripe, he's got another ten or fifteen if he wants them. Yeah. Jeez, he's only thirty-seven. It's crazy, man. Uh, James, we got some news yesterday as well. Uh, prior to the Cup Series race, we learned uh, the beginning, at least, of the 2023 NASCAR schedule. Uh, no big shock, I don't think. We're going back to L.A. for the Clash. Uh, any thoughts on that? 
yeah, Mr. Phelps kind of hinted at it, and uh, with 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 our buddy Bob in San Francisco a couple days earlier that it was yep. probably going to happen, and didn't really say yes or no. And then Sunday we got the news. Yeah, I, not a surprise. It was a huge hit. So yeah. I don't see you know any reason why back. you wouldn't do it. I mean, yeah, the, you got, the, you I guess got the to. only question would have been would they do it somewhere else? But I mean, I think you know with the market in LA, um, you know you're going to have yeah. good weather, and yep. that stadium is we we talked about it a little bit before we did this race that stadium is a little the floor is bigger than a lot of your nfl stadiums there's there's more room there to build a bigger track so you can get that full quarter mile in there yep i I wonder if we'll see any differences next year i'm just curious but yeah i'll be interested to see um obviously i'm sure they learned some stuff and we'll know the car a lot better as well Mm -hmm. um so be interesting to see for sure yep yep so, um, yeah, no surprise. I, I think it, we knew as soon as we raced this race last year or this year, um, that we were coming back. So, yeah, good deal. Yeah. It's, uh, it was such a hit. There was no way it wasn't coming back. I, I just wonder, you know, that I think the next step is, okay, we're going to get this on the schedule of 2023. Do we look at any other opportunities? For right. It? Um, you know, you can't, like you said, you can't run New York in, uh, in February. Right. Um, but does that open the door for maybe an all-star race down the road in the summertime? I, you know, I, that's just, I think that's probably where NASCAR's mind is, is thinking, especially how, how bad Texas has been. So, right. <laughs> yeah. They got to convince Marcus Smith to give up that Texas date now. Yep. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah. James, the cup series has an off weekend uh, next weekend. And as a result, yes, we we're going to take a week off of the podcast next week. However, there's still action to be had. Uh, the truck series races uh, next weekend at Knoxville on the dirt. And uh, yes, there's some other has been series or something that's starting up too. Right. And some Eric, I, uh, I figured out. So you and I were chatting before the podcast. I said, man, I have something that I know is going to irritate Eric. And I couldn't put my finger on what it was. What's that? Um, I get six weeks of just irritating you with SRX. <laughs> I am so excited. Nice. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm in for it. I'm, I'm ready for it this year though. Like I, yeah. I gave in last year. I admitted that it was a success and I'm looking forward it to was it. A, you know, so. it's a, it's a good running joke for us to have. Right. But honest to God. Like if it would have been bad, I would have been like, yeah, okay. It was bad, right. but it was really good. <laughs> and, and honestly, like we can, we can banter about it back and forth, but I, if nothing I'm else, at least I get this. to listen to Alan Bestwick again for six weeks. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just fun. Yeah. Like, this is just, it's just like, you know, so if NASCAR fun. Did the we have race, a fun flag. We have the fun flag. And then <laughs> I get to yell at Paul Tracy right? through my TV again. Yeah. Only um, through the TV though. Not through Twitter. Cause you're blocked. Not through Twitter. Cause I'm blocked. I just <laughs> yeah. can't do anything there, but I get to watch my boy smoke race. And we got some newcomers, Ryan Newman's race. And it's going to be fun, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Good deal. New tracks. <clears throat> yep. Good stuff. So we, we do have, because we're off, uh, we're going to make several picks this week. We're going to pick uh, both the truck series at Knoxville and all three races at Nashville the following week. Uh, James, you beat me this week in our picks um, <laughs> by a whole yeah. total of one point. Yeah. Good job there, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, geez. <laughs> so as a result, uh, I still lead by 46 points, which gives James first pick. Uh, and four races, James. You get to pick four races first. Oh, this is your chance man. to pull out ahead. So the Truck Series kicks things off this weekend uh, with the Clean Harbors 150 at Knoxville, Iowa. 
Uh, this race was a the definition of a cluster last year. Let's oh hope, my god. Let's hope yeah. we improve things this year, and the truck series drivers pull their heads out of their rear ends uh, for one weekend to maybe be able to complete a race and not look like complete fools. However, I'm not optimistic. So James, who do you got in the truck series at Knoxville? So you're, we're not gonna let we're not gonna do uh, SRX racing for picks, right? No, we're not doing SRX <laughs> I racing. Could, for I could picks. use some I could use some points. <laughs> oh man, nice. Um, gosh, I don't even know who to pick. On honestly, see, I'm um, ready for this. I have picks lined up through all, and I'm happy with my picks. And I even have backup picks that I'm happy with. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't sure what to do here. I'm I'm gonna go with probably the best guy that I can, I, I guess the best guy I can pick here. Um, give me, give me Ben Rhodes for this one. Um, he won Bristol dirt. So I'll, I'll take it. I'll take Ben Rhodes. You're going to go Ben Rhodes. I'm gonna go with a recent dirt winner, uh, to win this one. I am going to hold on a second. Let me kill some time here and go back to my oh. stats. So I can tell you, you picked. So Eric, just so you know, I will give this to give you an, uh, an idea here. Um, we've only had one perfect race uh, between all of our picks all season. And that was you, Ben Rhodes, Bristol Dirt, 60 nice. total points. There you go. So there you uh, go. Let's see. I should have been prepared for this, but I am not. Camping World Truck Series. Honestly, that race is the difference in our uh, <laughs> in our total points, basically. You kicked my butt <laughs> so bad that week. <laughs> So I am going with oh crap, hold on, I clicked the wrong. You're thing. not gonna go with uh, the dirt car master Stuart Friesen? No, I'm not going with Stuart Friesen. Uh, I believe I picked him last time. Um, I'm gonna go with the guy who finished second here last year. Uh, Austin Hill, by the way, was your winner uh, your the winner, first yeah. time we ran here. But I'm gonna go with uh, another guy that runs pretty well on dirt, and I'm gonna go with the KBM truck of Chandler Smith. Uh, that's a good one. Pick. Yes. Yep, that's good. Like that. And then Nashville. Uh, we go to Nashville the following week. First weekend on NBC for the Cup Series and Xfinity Series. Truck Series will remain on Fox. It's the Rackley Roofing, Rackley Roofing two, 200. Wow. The Rackley <laughs> Roofing 200 at Nashville Super Speedway. James, who do you got in this one? Oh, I need to see the entry list. <laughs> Um, cause I wanted to say, this I is your fault, right. man. You wanted to take the week off. I know. So you, you're, I know. Suck it up, man. I know. I'm not confident that Ryan priest is running in this race or I would take him. Um, I know that John Hunter Nemechek will be in this race. And, and since I get to pick first for two truck series races, I feel like I need to pick John Hunter. There you go. So I'll take John Hunter again. Sorry. I I've taken him every opportunity. I've been able to take him. I've taken him. You know, maybe if I you don't... watch some truck series races, you'd know some other drivers. I watch, an, I watch enough. I watch enough, but I can't really, uh, I, I kind of blew my Ben Rhodes pick. I probably, he might've been a, been a better Nashville pick than Knoxville, but that's fine. yeah. Yeah. He could have been, um, I am going to go with, Oh, uh, where'd he end up last year? Ryan priest won this race last year. I'm going to go again. With last year's second place finisher, he was my backup pick for uh, for Knoxville, but I don't didn't have to use him there, so I'm using him here. I'm going Todd Gilliland. Ooh, that's a good one. Is that the first Todd Gilliland picked of the season? I am pretty sure it is. Yeah. Wow. Todd Gilliland, first first time he's been picked this season. He was good nice. in both these races last year, as yeah. well as many others. He will be good again. 
Yeah. Um, I will tell you my my backup pick was Zane Smith uh, for this one. Yeah, yeah. Zane Smith burned me so bad the other week. <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time coming back. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series, Tennessee Lottery 250 at Nashville Super Speedway. Who's your pick on this one, James? I'm going to I'm going to take some JRM speed because I'm playing catch up here. Um, and I'm going to take Mr. Justin Allgaier. Ah, uh, so you took my first pick there. That was my pick. So give you that one, and I'm going to go with my backup. And I'm going with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, and I'm going to go with Brandon Jones as my pick oh, here. Oh, wow. Nice pick. He just won uh, He just won an Arca Series race yeah. um, this weekend. I can't remember where they were at, but I know Brandon Jones won the race. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, then an NASCAR Cup Series. It is the Ally 400 at Nashville Super Speedway. Uh, who you got for this one, James? You going Hendrick? Um, boy, I've been going Hendrick heavy a little <laughs> bit. Um, I feel like I'm making a mistake not taking the Toyota, but I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go with a, oh boy, give me a, <laughs> give me William Byron for this one. That was my backup pick here. I, I uh, will take Mr. Byron. He's due to have a good run. So give me that. I feel silly not taking Kyle Larson, but. We'll see how that plays out. Um, for the third time this season, I believe that is correct. I am going to pick Ross Chastain. There you go. Yep. I was eyeballing Ryan Blaney for this race. So but... Ross Chastain last year, I believe, finished second here in the 42 car. So yep. I would assume he will run better in his current situation. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yep. And therefore, uh, you can't get much better than second. Yep, that's so. probably the fastest Chevy team out there. So yeah, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a bad pick at all. There you go. Those are our picks for the next two weeks, James. Woo! Four races we had to pick. Yeah, that's a, I don't think we've ever done that. No, I don't think so. Not not quite like that. Um, plus, I got the I, I finally did the Eric. Well, we have done something similar before. I, I did the Eric Young cheat of um, being behind for two weeks uh, worth of picks. yeah. So I got the extra race there. <laughs> there you go. When we remember when we were doing double headers and yep. dang it, you got every one of them, you son of a gun. Yep. Yep. You killed me at Michigan. That was the end of the season. Yes, it I was. won't forget that. I will never forget that. I definitely like our setup better now because even, I mean, you have to be way back to not be able to come clawing back because of the point situation. Whereas, yeah. whereas yeah. before, you know, it was one one point a race, and so you could get you'd get behind a couple of races, you just couldn't catch back up. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought man, you were coming for me this week when. When I had trouble with uh, with who the heck did I have picked? Uh, I had oh Kurt when Kurt was struggling in that truck in the Cup race. I'm like man, he is coming for me. And I thought <laughs> I thought you had Logano, and well, I like, thought you had Truex. So <laughs> I'm like man, you got you Logano's getting all those points. He's not going to win the race, but he's collecting all the stage points. And then I find out you got you had Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch and he spun out. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> terrible, just terrible. Uh, speaking of but, terrible things, James, how did fantasy go this week? Well, um, actually we tied. <laughs> so between both, uh, both our picks and our league, I only beat you by one point total. So think of it that way. Um, but our top three, so my run of wins is over two. I, I ended up with two wins and that was the end of my streak. However, um, some, some, uh, there were some rumblings going on that, that Ranger had maybe lost a step. It wasn't me. I didn't say it. I didn't say that. That's just what I was told. 
Um, and I, I, I cussed out the person that said it because dang it, uh, <laughs> Ranger kicked, kicked our butts this week. Yeah, he did. So the champ is here. Number one, uh, with 205 points, nobody even close to him. Baron Speedway, 180. Fast to the grass, 155, and then Eric, you and I right there, 153, tied yep. for fourth. Uh, overall standings, with that win, Ranger jumps from, I believe, seventh or eighth to fourth. <laughs> he's coming so for he you. Is, yeah, he's coming for me. Um, he's, I still got a, over 100 points on him, so I'm going to try to keep a buffer. <laughs> I'm glad we got an off week. Uh, Green Eggs and Hamlin still leads. He is up on fast to the grass, and I am still third. It's a tight battle on top. Um, I'm only 30 points behind first. So just to give you a picture and then, uh, then Ranger lurking, uh, he's going to come and steal the whole dang thing. It's, it, it, this is just the first step in, uh, crap. Yep. He did it again. Well, so. he, he picks light at the beginning of the season, saves all the good drivers for the end. And he's going to come and smoke us when we're all out of good drivers. He's coming. You know, I made a run at him. What was it? Two seasons ago. I, I gave it everything I had, yeah. and I thought I was going to catch him. And then, no, that might have been last year, and then I, it all fell apart. Yeah, last so. year you were real cocky that you were coming. I was trying. Yeah, work, I was trying. You know, it's it's just all fodder for the for the show. Right. I do it for the show. Right. I'm not really that character in real life. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, James, you got any shout-outs this week? Um, I saw that our buddy Lefty was um, aggregated. He did a uh, he did a mock up of a possible Dodge that was um, sweet fourteen car and then I saw he got he got aggregated by you know aggregated uh, websites and that thing was all over the place so <laughs> that was pretty cool I love I love seeing that kind of stuff when uh, Derek Derek Winter our buddy there he had he had a comment that that got aggregated one time so that's pretty funny that's but fun. yeah that was a sweet looking car that Lefty did yeah. Um, I remember my shout out. So last week I was uh, scheduled to go down to Berlin Raceway for the Money in the Bank uh, 150, uh, which rained out on Wednesday night, was rescheduled for Thursday night. Looked like I was going to be able to make it, but family stuff kept me from making the trip down. Uh, great race, by the way. Speaking of which, uh, William Byron gets the win there. Um, I hope am hoping to go back for the 250 lapper uh, after the, the August Michigan race. So we'll see about that. But anyway, because I didn't go, I decided to spend a little bit of money, James, and get a year subscription to Flow Racing, uh, which oh, broadcasts yeah. the race live. And it has become my new favorite thing in the whole world because yeah, they got good stuff. There is so much racing. I sat there and watched uh, the million dollar race at at uh, the the million at Eldora, the Eldora Million, um, yep. late into the evening on Thursday night um, or Wednesday night, or I don't remember what the hell night it was. I think it was Wednesday night. It was or no, it was Thursday night. It was right after the after the mm-hmm. um, Money in the Bank race. And then I'm watching they Bowman Gray weekly races. I mean, there's enough stuff on there. Watch some yep. of the NASCAR Penny series, which is a spectacular series. Uh, so it's it's a little pricey. It's 150 bucks if you get the year subscription. It's 30 bucks a month if you don't. Um, so you're saving quite a bit on the year subscription. But man, if you like racing, you like short track stuff. There's all kinds of great short track racing all over the country. The All Star Circuit of Champions Sprint Cars uh, broadcast all their races on there. Um, lots of good stuff. So check that out. Flow Racing. Uh, it's on the Apple App Store. I'm sure it's on Android and all that. So and, they, uh, and they've got other sports too. If you're, yes. you know, uh, like I, I've seen some stuff on there from like track and field and other things. Like it's kind of niche type stuff. But yeah, the local short track stuff they're doing is really, really good. And they are they're not sponsoring us. This is just me saying yep. how great it is. No, they're, so. they're just a good product. Yeah, if we see good products, we're not afraid to plug them. Whether we're <laughs> getting, 
a handout or not. Did you uh, did you get a chance to listen to the the two parts of the Jeremy Mayfield on Dale Jr. download, James? Uh, I got the. I only was able to get the the snippets, but that was that was some gold. It was really good. Up. A really good podcast. Man, I remember that Jeremy Mayfield story being like it led. Pardon the interruption on ESPN because it was yeah. so it was so wild. Yeah, and you know, I I mean, I've I've now listened to a couple big podcasts with him on it. Um, I still think, I still think he's not telling the full truth. Um, I, I think there's stuff he's leaving out and yeah. I think he's, he's a little more innocent in his story than he actually was, uh, along the whole process, but just a lot of insight into mm-hmm. everything that went down and, and, you know, I, I don't think he's a hundred percent lying. I think that there's a lot of truth to what he's talking about too. So, um, I certainly yeah. wouldn't put it past, uh, you know, old Brian France being uh, having a vendetta against him and, and pulling some stuff. So, I don't know. It's an interesting story. If you guys haven't had a chance to, Dale Jr. down over the last two weeks, it's it's the longest uh, podcast they've had um, in history of the of the download. And it is I feel worth like it could every be a minute. Yeah. 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 That could be like if Hollywood were to write a script like that. For sure. Could be, it was so wild. The mother-in-law thing is in. Uh, yeah. Man. And I mean, just the man. stuff that Mayfield went through. I mean, Mayfield was a punk uh, and, and he admittedly was a punk. You know, he, he realizes now that he did not go about things the right way and he burned bridges and he had enemies as a result. Um, mm-hmm. and, and some things just fell, you know, a certain way just without his knowledge with him being a punk. And, but I mean, just his, his relationship with the the second part talks about his relationship with Rusty Wallace and the, you know, the move on Earnhardt and Pocono to get his win, um, and all that stuff and, and the things that went down with Ray Evernham and when Aaron Crocker and Evernham were a thing and nobody knew they were, but everybody knew that they were and all that stuff. Man, it, it's just you. If you if you've been a part of NASCAR for a long time, you've likely forgotten a lot of mm. those stories that we kind of all knew parts of back then. And just to hear it from the mm-hmm. horse's mouth. Um, and, and junior junior does a good job. Uh, you know, Mike Davis does a good job. The neither of them are there to interrogate uh, Mayfield. Um, so, you know, they don't challenge him real a whole lot on stuff. Um, but you know, that's not what you're expecting going into that anyway. They're right. Not, right. You know, it's not, it's not 2020, you know, these, it's, it's a NASCAR podcast. So, but good stuff de- yeah. worth a listen. And as always, dirty mo media is doing some cool stuff over there. So, Oh yeah. Worth checking out. Uh, James, how about a jackass? You got a jackass corner this week? Um, yeah, a little bit of an F1, uh, nugget, um, okay. Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever the heck happened to those guys. I mean, I thought for sure they were going to be able to challenge for the, for the world championship, but Holy smokes, bo- both cars out. Uh, that was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, you guys completely lost the season on this race. So yeah, that uh, made a clear, that was a clear JA for me. <laughs> I was like, yep, yep. That whole, the whole organization gets one. If so. it, if it wasn't for the teardown each week, I probably wouldn't know what was going on in formula one, but uh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh... I keep checking in. I can't help myself. <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, I, again, the, the IndyCar race was great. I'm, I'm continuing to watch those poor Jimmy Johnson though, man. And maybe, maybe we'll call Jimmy Johnson. One of our jackasses, the poor dude just can't catch a freaking break first. Oh yeah. Early in the race, spins to the gravel, ends up down a lap and just whatever. But my jackass, James, I hinted at it earlier. I got to go Carson Hosevar, man. You go out, win the pole with a broken foot (laughs) and you're, you're in perfect spot. Start on the pole, run some laps off. Get yourself yep. to a good position where you can do the driver swap, and then you go and freaking wreck it, and have to start in the back. 
Carson Hosevai, I love you, man. But you're my jackass this week. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have had to have gone to the back anyway, I would assume. Right. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. But yeah, that was, I, like I said, that's a memorable pull yeah, run. Yeah, such a moment, and it. then he goes and blows it. Yeah, one of the great, yeah, one of the great runs ever. And then, yeah, yep, that whole thing. Um, I, I forgot that also in the truck race, Matt Benedetto just pile drove Stuart Friesen yeah. at one point, which was another thing we didn't mention, but... I mean, he took out two sets of tires, and it was, yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. That truck race was good. Not only did he take out two sets of tires, he hit the tires so hard they rolled over the other set of tires. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, right. I've never seen, I've, we saw Tony Stewart put Brian Vickers through those, or Brian Vickers put Tony Stewart No, those Brian Vickers once. put Tony Stewart yeah. in the tires, but and never, he climbed up on top of them. Never yeah. have we seen the tires hit quite like that in turn 11 at Soma. So. I remember that race came back from commercial break and I yelled out, what the hell happened? Because <laughs> he was sitting on top of the tires. Yeah, I think I I think I think saw it come back from commercial break. And it's like, oh, where's Vickers at? Yeah, and I was like, because oh, I was, I mean, back back then I was tuned into the road courses extra hard because he always had a chance to win. And then, yeah. and then I was like, what the hell happened? That one was Damn such it. a good one because Tony almost like applauded him for it. <laughs> he had it coming and he knew yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, he knew it. And did you did you enjoy Tony Stewart talking about how he would get back at people yeah. during the broadcast? By the way, that was that was so. I love listening to Tony. Tony Tony's an interesting dude. I mean, he's especially now that he's out of the car and he doesn't have any. I mean, he never sugarcoated stuff to begin with, but now he's got no reason to. It was just very interesting. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. Man. I love Tony. The more we can get Tony on TV, I mean, I love the fact that Fox had him on TV because we had him on TV. Yeah, I yeah. I miss Tony. I miss Tony at the track um yep he was he's great for our sport he's again he, he doesn't hold back um and, and then i guess another little shout out um james i shared it with you earlier today but uh tony stewart's uh youtube channel has uh some behind the scenes footage of him uh doing the fox broadcast at coda yeah um, yep. i thought that was pretty entertaining just if nothing else just to watch watch boyer behind the scenes because boyer is such a freaking screwball and yeah oh yeah of course, those yeah. two are friends and whatever, and so that was fun to watch them two together. And I, I love that behind the scenes stuff. I watch that stuff all day long, especially the NASCAR yeah. stuff. So, yep, yeah, it was good. I saw that too, and it was uh, yeah, it's just good stuff. Uh, James, where can people shout you out if they want to hit you up during the off week? Well, if you want to watch SRX with me at James Kush on Twitter, you can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Super Speedway. Our website is thesuperspeedway.com. Find old episodes of the podcast, show notes, links to articles we discussed, past race coverage, photos, and much, much more. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, wherever you found us today. We hope you subscribe and continue to listen for new episodes every week. Uh, we head to the Truck Series, heads to Knoxville uh, Raceway this weekend to go back to the dirt. Uh, Cup Series is off. We'll be back uh, following the Cup Series and actually all three series in action at Nashville. Off next week, uh, we'll be back the following week to break it all down and, and talk about everything else that uh, that comes up. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. <laughs>